Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, we're wrapping up the first 20 verses of Mark chapter 5 with part 3 of a message about Jesus' encounter with a legion of demons who were possessing a man in the country of the Gerasenes. We've already answered many questions about demons in Jesus' time and how they operate today. Even though we don't encounter demon-possessed people often in our time and culture, you've probably at least heard claims of someone casting demons out of someone in some faraway place. And I know you're aware that exorcisms, or at least attempted exorcisms, are a fascination of many people and that the movie entertainment business takes advantage of it every year ad nauseum. This week, Pastor Jim will answer the question, who casts out demons today? There's a lot of confusion about this question, but you should find that the answer is pretty straightforward. Here is today's portion of the message entitled, Jesus' Power Over Demons, Part 3. There are two primary passages uh, that that summarize some of the important background about demons. Matthew 25, 41, this is a record of things after the second coming of Christ, but uh, pick it up without paying a lot of attention to the story that leads up to it, because I want to pick out the part about what a demon is. It says, Then he, Jesus, will also say to those on his left, Depart from me, accursed ones, into into eternal fire, which has been prepared for the devil and his angels. Same word, angelos, that's used for the holy angels. Demons are angels, spirit beings who chose to go with Satan in his rebellion against God, and they've chosen to be loyal to him in the ongoing fight against God, against God's people, and against God's plans. And that verse, Matthew 25, 41, says the demons will share Satan's eternal punishment in the lake of fire forever and ever. The other passage is in the book of Revelation. It's in a portion of the book of Revelation that is kind of a, a, a sidebar or a, a flashback. gives a little historical background to some of the things going on there. And in Revelation chapter 3, uh, uh, chapter 12 rather, verses 3 and 4, and then down in verse 9, uh, we have this explanation of some stuff that's going on in Revelation. Then another sign appeared in heaven. Behold, a great red dragon having seven heads and ten horns. Wish I could go show you the significance of all of that, but it doesn't fit for today. And on his head were seven diadems, and his tail swept away a third of the stars of heaven and threw them to the earth. How do we know that about a third of the angels that God created rebelled with Satan? That one verse. That's it. The idea of his tail swept them away. The idea is they're they following him. It's a, it's a picture of that. And then you skip down to verse 9 in Revelation 12. And the great dragon was thrown down, the serpent of old who is called the devil and Satan, who deceives the whole world. He was thrown down to earth, and his angels were thrown down with him. So, demons are fallen angels. The next thing you need to know, if that's what a demon is, a fallen angel, then 
What does it mean to be demon-possessed? The men that you met in this passage, the man or men, depending on which one you're looking at, they were possessed by demons, so you need to know what that means. Now, we all are in a battle against Satan. All believers are targeted by an enemy. We must resist the world, 1 John. We must resist Satan, says 1 Peter. He's like a roaring lion uh, moving around seeking whom he may devour. And we're to resist him firm in the faith. Our job is to stand upon the faith, the truth. We stand in the truth and whatever the devil brings at us by way of false teaching, temptation, manipulation, um, the, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the boastful pride of life, whatever he brings, our job is to stand firm. That when he's done all, we're still standing firm in Christ. That's a battle we all face all the time. It's a very different thing and a much more serious thing to be possessed. Now, the main word is daimonizomai. It even has the root for demon. It has a, a verb ending on it. So that's the word that's used in our text for today. It means to be under the control of a demon or to be possessed. And that's a very important definition and it's important that you understand it. There's no Greek lexicon that gives any hint of any meaning of daimonizomai other than what I just said. It means to be under the power of a demon. That's what the word means, and it's a precise word, precise meaning. Now, some languages and cultures don't do well with the terminology of being possessed by a demon. A more appropriate uh, expression might be that the person possesses a demon. That person has a demon with him. Uh, in other instances, an idiomatic phrase is employed. In uh, some culture it, said, it is said, the demon rides the person. Uh, that's, pretty, that's pretty specific, isn't it? Think of a, a, a skilled horseman, a, 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 a soldier on a horse. He rides the horse. The horse is under his control to do his bidding. and provides great strength and speed and power in, in doing that compared to what the, the, the man could do. Or they might say the demon commands the person. Or even the demon is the person. Because the person is overshadowed by the demon. Now, this is going somewhere. As I said, stay with me. We will, after we submerge for a while, we will come back to the surface. I have surveyed every single use of this term in the Bible. It is consistent. The word describes the total domination of a person by a demon which inhabits the person's body. It's not always violent or raging or immoral, but it can be. Another way of describing the phenomenon of a person who has a demon in the Bible is to use the word demon and the verb to have to form the phrase to have a demon. I also examined every use of that terminology, and it means exactly the same thing as daimonizomai. Another way of describing it is to put together words that mean to be troubled or annoyed or disturbed or afflicted with an unclean spirit. 
An unclean spirit is a synonym for a demon or a fallen angel. That terminology occurs only twice, and it's the exact equivalent of that basic word, diamonizabi. There's another insight that comes from Luke's record of the incident that we just studied. He says in Luke chapter 8, verse, uh, verse 30, And Jesus asked him, What is your name? And he said, Legion says, For many demons had entered him. The word entered means to enter into. It reinforces the idea that the person with a demonized situation or a demon-possessed person is one who has the, pers- has the demon inside It's under the control of the demon or the demons. And the Greek phrase even puts greater emphasis on it because they put the the preposition into, they add that on to the verb enter, so it's enter into, and then they use the prepositional phrase into him. So it's like uh, they into him entered into. So very clear statement that the demon is in the person. Same with the phrase with an unclean spirit. The demon is in the person. Well, how does that work? Oh, he fits right in between the spleen and the pancreas. No, no, it, it's not a physical thing. It's a spiritual entity taking over the physical body. There's an interesting statement in Acts chapter 10, verse 38. Peter there is preaching. And he says, you know of Jesus of Nazareth, how God anointed him with the Holy Spirit and with power and how he went about doing good and healing all of those who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. Now, we're going somewhere, we're going to come back to the surface, but stay with me. This all matters. Peter used a different word, translated oppressed, to describe the condition of all the people that Jesus dealt with who had problems caused by demons. It's a different word, and it's a, a, a pretty strong word. It's even one that's uh, polysyllabic. Kata dunastuo, under the power of. That's what the component parts of that verb mean. Now, here's my point. It's translated oppressed. People were oppressed by demons. And Peter says, That's what I'm talking about that Jesus delivered. Peter was there. Peter was an eyewitness of all of those accounts. So what Peter means by the expression oppressed by the devil is a synonym for demon-possessed. Peter was describing those situations. There's one other phrase that's used, and it's that the demon seizes him. Same thing. Uh, when you seize something, you, you take control of it. You take possession of it. Now, here's where we're going. All right, sound the alarm. We're going, to, we're going to unsubmerge now. And with all your newfound theology of demon possession, I want you to look at this. There are people that have come along. It's mainly been in the last 25 to uh, 30 years who have said that, yeah, there's demon possession. But like Peter said, there's also demon oppression. And it's not the same as possession, but it is a demonic involvement with people. And they've made this distinction. and this They've added this new category. And they'll say, well, a, a Christian can't be possessed by a demon, but he can be 
oppressed by a demon, and it is necessary. If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.